da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. All right, man, fam, more 2021 movies to talk about this week on the Mad About Movies podcast here on the main feed. Welcome back in. Kent Garrison here, hosting as always with the co-hosts, Ryan Gill, Richard Barton. Boys, NFL draft season's over. Um, maybe I can uh, dive into you made it, buddy. some movies. You made yeah, it. I made it. Thank you guys for uh, for filling in and doing all the stuff you do while I'm, I can't do things. So I, Promising Young Woman episode was awesome. Richard and I did 14 episodes without you. We just yeah, we haven't published them yet. There's hey, a lot of editing to be more done. More Theodore Rex. Yeah, yeah, less work on my back there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Taking that yeah. off well, off my plate. You would be offended by a lot of what I said. So, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to do us all all a favor. Even Richard was like, "Jeez, dude." Like, Yeah, if it was you and Brian, I I am going to have to listen to it because I'm not going to let it go out there because if you guys knew the process I go right. through to yeah. edit these guys down yeah. before You will not believe the sailor's mouth on Ellen. It was. Whew, man. We have was we have terrible. kept this podcast clean for for nine years, and that's largely <laughs> because I've spent you know seventeen hours a week making that happen, editing it. But uh, it's worth it. I'm just kidding. Um, well, yeah, thanks for that, and and that was a great great episode, and uh, you know Oscars and and all that stuff. But yeah, busy time of year. Looking forward to maybe taking some time off. Maybe binging a couple series here and and diving into some 2021 movies that I that I have not yet watched. There's a Liam Neeson movie um, that that I need to watch, The Marksman. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll get an episode on that one here. Mitchell's versus the Machine, some Lord Miller. Mm. Uh, that one's going to be fun. Watch so, that today. I I can report to you that it it was uh, a little dusty in my house. I got a little, I got very uh, I got very Pixar-y with my with my tears. Yeah, so. the. The Lord Miller animation, they know how to do the the emotion. They like the pix. They know the Pixar. Uh, they got that that quality. <laughs> like you know, formula. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not just the animation that they're good at. It's also the the dusty, um, you know, the tears aspect. And and yeah, we'll hopefully dive into that one here in the next week or so. So stick with us, and it'll be a fun summer as we ramp up here for some big movies and. And June's looking great, though, Brian. You're yeah. We're going through the schedule with our VIPs and, and putting out there on our Discord what what we're going to be talking about here over the next month and and stuff. And it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's starting to feel like normal. Movies in theaters, guys. It's yeah. a thing. It may happen. It's a real thing that could possibly happen. Can't wait. I'm excited. I know. I know. Richard's not. Sorry, buddy. Tough break for you. It is a tough one, but it's okay. I've had a great year. What a year. 2020 banner year. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah, the main winners from the pandemic, billionaires and Richard Barton. Mm-hmm. That's what we keep saying. Yeah, absolutely, man. I um I'm excited about this movie, excited about um, you know, the 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 episode we're going to talk about with our VIPs, which is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing this MCU retrospective with them, so we've kind of taken a I don't know, a a, a permanent MCU um, residency in our VIP right now. We're just like, like Dion. every time, every time we roll up, it's just <laughs> MCU, you know? Yeah. Uh, every, that's what you can expect when you go through the, the VIP. So it, it's been good. And we've got office talk too. season three rolling the Nard dog coming aboard Dunder Mifflin talking about that as we roll through every season of the office, the VIPs as well. And, and the discord community has been, 
has been lit this uh, this past week as well as Brian and I have been dipping our toes into NBA Top Shot. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but if you want to um, maybe follow along with Brian and I trying to trying to get <laughs> NBA Top Shot NFTs, we've been uh, having fun talking about that with our VIPs over on one of our channels on Discord. So uh, that's that's been a fun time and. And, uh, you know, follow along with us all the time. Maybe if you, if you want to be on a group text with, with all three of us, basically, that's what it's like. You know, mm-hmm. you just, just chime in, say, hey, what are you guys watching right now? What are we doing? Um, we've got a lot and, of people in there, too. Hundreds of people that are yeah, in I was our, say, our little better, group chat. Better than us or hundreds of other yes, nicer people. people than us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nicer. That, that should be right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. There you go. It's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And uh, shout out to those excellent people for... Uh, for keeping us entertained, keeping me sane throughout the week, honestly. Um, being able to get on there at the end of the day and find a, come back down to earth is, is awesome. And uh, I look forward to that. But this week, man, is uh, is a fun movie. A movie that kind of snuck up on me as as we were rounding out 2020 and uh, and hit the theaters. I think I saw this, uh, this in the theaters, Brian, when we went and saw Kong v. Godzilla or, or Lizard v. Monkey. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw that it was still playing and and whatnot, and and so check this one out. And I always have high hopes when you see a, an Odenkirk involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, a Bob Odenkirk or a uh, Let's Go to Prison is your favorite movie, right? <laughs> or a, or a, or a Naomi Odenkirk, his wife, mm-hmm. who's lovely. Uh, and uh, yeah, so this is this is a movie that you know I look forward to. And because you never know what you're going to get with Bob Odenkirk, honestly, he he's one of the most enigmatic, I don't know, people out there, don't you think? Pretty, pretty very versatile. Talented. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of, yeah, from writing on SNL during a great era through Mr. Show, through film directing, to then becoming a great dramatic actor, kind of late in his life. What a what a ride! That's what I'm planning on going through. I'm going to be. <laughs> I want to really lead a prestige drama in at like 50. I'm going to go from goofy podcast host to like mm-hmm. mafia, Russian mafia lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I have that sort of right. gravitas. Every review will call you a revelation. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what you're going for. That's your main goal. Watch this. Watch this. Yet. <laughs> I already got it down. I'm already. I went on the press tour for you to talk about how you, uh, you learned your accent by watching rounders and just really yeah. focusing on John. <laughs> Give that man his money. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Yeah. It's such an interesting career to, to go back and look at. I mean, you, you, you start in the nineties, you know, and, and his involvement in the, the comedy writing scene really. And, and some of some incredibly influential writers rooms from from the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that 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 circle of of the Conan O'Briens and 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 Stephen Colbert's and 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 Judd Apatow's and that whole kind of Larry Sanders uh, Simpsons group of people that um, that ended up really shaping a lot of, of of comedy, and you know, most of those people ended up working their way on screen at some point, and. And I see the biggest turn in, in Odenkirk's career as mid two thousands when he didn't get the Michael Scott role on The Office, and yeah, yeah, and that really, you know, sending him kind of on a different trajectory, obviously, uh, and how 
incredible it, it is that had he got that role, he never would have got the role of Saul Goodman, which right. is and that could be seen Grell for all is, we know. <laughs> is, it could be seen as more iconic than Michael Scott, and to some to some degree, right? Yeah, uh, for mm-hmm. for different reasons. He's and, the only person that kind of was up for that Michael Scott role. Yeah, that I could. Like, see. It was really down that, to them too, you know. No, yeah. but he's the only one that you could see doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely see Carell better, but I mean, th- better sure. than because it's like there was a short list of a lot of people I love, like Martin Short was in, rumored for it for a while, a bunch of people. Oh. But it's like I can see Odenkirk doing that. Gosh, Martin! Now that I think of Martin Short <laughs> as Scott, that <laughs> yeah. that would have been fun for I don't know a couple too, episodes until yeah. it was crazy, until it was yeah. like too much. Yeah. Agreed. It turns into Clifford at a certain point. Yes, yes. But no, but like I can see Odenkirk doing the sort of dramatic stuff that's required out of Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. Almost as well as Krell. You know, he's just different. Um, but yeah. Obviously, when they brought him, you know, into the office is kind of the bizarro Michael Scott later yeah. in the, uh, yeah. and the thing is great. Yeah. And, and the 10 episodes and so, of Martin Short as Michael Scott, though. Gosh, that would have been. <laughs> yeah, just a little run just there. Like, kind of replace that uh, D'Angelo, oh, man. D'Angelo Vickers Ooh. run from Farrell with uh, yeah. Martin Short would have been <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. Or the whole Robert California could have just, just been Martin Short. Have him yeah. do Jiminy Glick. Like, oh, man, <laughs> hey, we, we don't need to get into, in, in, into the office. Um, by the way, um, Odenkirk's wife works with a lot of the cast um, of the office because she's, yeah, in she's a manager. huge manager. Yeah, manager, manager of. Um, Jenna Fisher, actually. Okay. And a lot so, of yeah, weird, uh, weird combo there. Bizarro Michael Scott and uh, Odenkirk's and all that going on. But, but there you go. So, yeah, I see that as a as basically the turning point for Mister Odenkirk. And and you look back and and his role in Breaking Bad, and that character really kind of took on a life of its own with Breaking Bad and spun it off into its own show. And, and when I saw that announcement, I was like, okay, this is this reeks of let's capitalize off a big thing, right? But then when you really start to think about the character of Saul Goodman and the potential of mm. where the character can go, it's such a such a great vehicle for for Odenkirk to showcase his skills in a long form format. And yeah, Better Call Saul is incredible. I'm not we don't need to go down go down yeah. that road. But I think you know the template for a film like this, nobody really comes down to that opening scene and. Better Call Solve, you know, season one, episode one, where he's working at Cinnabon, right? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this guy who's kind of down and out. It's really kind of the Kevin Spacey from American Beauty role, you know. The, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of hate your life, but you're you're in a, you're in a place where you're providing for your family and doing, you know, that that kind of thing, or, or maybe avoiding your past life. And it's more the the thing what it comes down to with this movie. Nobody. So I, that's where I kind of draw the comparison with this. It's not really a a role for him that, that's outside of the lines of something you would expect. But I think this movie and the character of of Hutch Manzel really, you know, I don't know if it was written for him, but I don't know. He fits it like a glove in this. They can play a character like this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, no question. No question. I mean – Five years ago, if I, I mean, I love, I love Bob Odenkirk so much. One of, one of my absolute favorites, total American treasure, just a hilarious person. Five years ago, I'm not sure that I'd see the trailer for nobody and be like, yeah, that's going to rule and he's going to do a fantastic job with it. But mm-hmm. he's really, he's really positioned himself very well over the last half decade or so with, 
Um, with Better Call Saul is a huge part of it, but there's other stuff that he's done over the, these last few years that that kind of have, I think, lend themselves to being like, yeah, I fully believe that that he's capable of of making that turn if they can just. I mean, to me, I think I think the maybe the hard part with a movie like this is like, how do you write the script or the story in a way that makes it fun and and insane ridiculous without becoming so stupid that you're just, you know, you check out on it and, you know, I don't want to get too deep into our own thoughts and whatnot here, Uh but it's certainly worked for me because I, so you give, you give it this, this concept to Odenkirk and if it's just like passable, I think he's going to do a fantastic job with it. And again, not sure I would have said that five years ago, but he's, that's, that's where we're at at this point. He's just so good. Yeah, and I I think what you get with with Odenkirk, what you don't get, you know, to make a direct comparison, you know, same producers uh, with somebody like Keanu Reeves and John Wick, is you don't really get that humanity, <laughs> um, that relatability. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if Keanu is super relatable to you guys, but I don't know. I feel like a, a the Odenkirk character when you see somebody like that cast in a film that's supposed to live up to John Wick style action, you, you think, okay, this is something more along the lines of, of real life than maybe a John Wick would be, you know, mm-hmm. or something that, uh, that could really happen. And, and that, that's, that's exciting to me. Um, because, you know, I'm all about the, uh, the Fargo type stories and the, yeah. you know, the, the kind of rooted in reality type, type stories. And this kind of had that, that feel to it. It really did. And, Definitely more um, grounded than John Wick, for sure. But yeah, still kinda but ha- still has just, that edge and that action and that like sleep. unpredictability of like, dude, this could go absolutely bonkers at any moment, you know. And you don't lose that by by having a, a a character or a character actor in the in the lead role that really can act, you know. And 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 that's what I think Hollywood is starting to realize is that we don't have to have these macho faces at the fronts of these action movies. As long as the director knows what they're doing and we have good stunt coordinators and good cinematography and, and all that kind of stuff, you can really do something special with with these types of movies and bring like these characters and stories to the next level. And and I think that's really where this movie is excels is 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 yes, it it delivers on all the action and the crazy insane action that you could ever want in a film, honestly. Yeah, but it also has that. It takes it. What takes it over the edge is is the character and the relatability and the family aspect of this film. And and I don't think you get that with something like John Wick. Even though I love John Wick, and I've talked about that, um, you know, numerous times, and where that this that one got it going, and, and this one got it going quicker than John Wick did. I think right. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and part of it owes the the sort of experience of John Wick, how it's sort of iterated over the sequels and become like more focused and good at what it's good at. Whereas the first one was still a good action movie and obviously warranted two sequels, but, mm-hmm. but a little slower to get started, a little, little choppier, things like that. This didn't have that. Um, nobody kind of, kind of got going right away and kind of exploited that. I, I think that's a credit to these screenwriters in the direction, but also I think, you know, the, the success of wick, we kind of know, we kind of know what the audience has won in, in these kind of movies now. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, yeah. man. I, um, you I was just take John I, Wick and you take like all those Liam Neeson movies from the yeah the yeah that's a good, that's a good through, comparison. It'd be yeah, more like Liam Neeson than the, yeah. than um than John Wick because um yeah he's he's 
It's way more about his family, and then like, I'm like, sure. I don't, I don't know where who you are. Yeah. If you touch you my some- family, I will <laughs> right, kill you. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. more like this movie. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get some equalizer in there as well. Right. And, right. And then, then at home alone, that's the oh, equalizer is a good part. comparison. Gosh, you know, and, and we had a VIP go back and listen to our original John Wick episode, and I think I didn't give it a super high grade. <laughs> the original, yeah. the first John Wick. I didn't, I didn't you love know it why? And I told this to the uh, to the VIP. Because I'd seen the Equalizer literally like three weeks before that, and I thought the Equalizer was a better movie, <laughs> like both in terms of the characters and the action was as good as John Wick. And I'm like, well, if it's not as good as the Equalizer, which I thought was like a B plus, you know, mm-hmm. then that's I your can't Citizen a- Kane. Though. You've said that for a long time. Yeah, you're always saying. You're yeah. always saying. I, uh, yeah, and no, the Queen Latifah Equalizer is my Citizen Kane. That's what. <laughs> Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. That's how you get confused. I can understand that. Well, um, but yeah, this um, this is along those same lines. And, and I'm certainly really intrigued by like martial arts style films now. I don't know. It's, a, it's kind of a weird, I don't know, midlife crisis weird thing for me. I don't know. Because I used to watch Jackie Chan back in the 90s, like Jackie Chan's first strike and like, uh, you know, um, police story and like those original Dubbed Jack, yeah. Jack, I loved all those uh, Jackie too. Chan movies. Those were so fun to a- watch on sleepovers and stuff yep, with my friends same. and like try to like Big ninja hit. kick each other off the trampoline <laughs> and stuff afterwards. Totally. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I went back. I've gone through like watching those and and going and watching back Bruce Lee movies and all that. So I've I've gained a new appreciation for these style of movies, and I never would have expected Bob Odenkirk to be like a great martial artist. <laughs> But like he entered his name into like the Liam Neeson, uh, I don't know Keanu Reeves conversation. Like, yeah. let's get this guy in more action movies. Let's let's throw this him in with with Dom and the gang and, and fast. Come on, yeah. Let's get yeah, him, let's get him behind for, the wheel of a Mustang. Let's go. <laughs> he trained for years for it. What I would owe it to, or what I would compare it to, is like the first time we saw Matt Damon in like a Bourne movie, where he had been mm. this sort of like yeah, you know, yeah. pretty boy, talented Mister Ripley, Goodwill Hunting, and then all of a sudden he's like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking out a bunch of uh, Eastern European, believably too, you know, and, <laughs> right, and, yeah, and with a, with a magazine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was that was kind of the experience of watching this, but an older, older version, obviously, and and, and more equity in Odenkirk. But yeah, I, I, I wish, I mean, the trailer and everything he did. A, I watched him and listened to him on a ton of podcasts and talking about all the training he did for this. So I was kind of prepared for how physical it was, and I. I, when I was watching, I would kind of regretted that I had done that because I, I think it would have been more probably more fun to be totally surprised by how you know the lengths to which the action goes. But he, yeah, no, he definitely sold it, pulled it off great. Yeah, there, I, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about with this film, but I want to keep going with with some of the characters in it. And one of the one of the names and people I was surprised to see involved when I was watching the film, the opening credits, is like starring Bob Odenkirk, Connie Nelson, Riza. And, yeah. Christ- and Christopher Lloyd. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what's going on here, Christopher Lloyd? What what you got? And like this use of him is probably the perfect use of like late stage Christopher Lloyd. Mm. And I hope he makes a comeback with more roles like this because you see him pop up in like too many bad family movies or he's kind of the guy that's like, if you pay him the the SAG um, you know, requirements. He's, he'll show up and read the line. You know, like really doesn't yeah. give a crap the, what's anymore. What's the situation? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, I'm Doc yeah. Brown. I really don't care anymore. Yeah, because um, yeah. that's all ever anyone will ever remember me by. So I can do 
78 bad movies a year. No one's going to care. Uh, but this, like, yeah, maybe maybe more directors need to take a look his way and be like, dude, this guy has brought something great to the table for a long time and still has something left in the tank. And this was a really cool, a really cool role for him as uh, as Odenkirk's dad. I listened to him on a podcast and like he was so pumped to get this part. And yeah. so uh, it's it like he talked about like I get to shoot the guns and be the fun guy, you know, be the action. You know, <laughs> this is a shoot 'em up movie. I get to be in a shoot 'em up movie, things like that. And and uh, he, I think it kind of reinvigorated him. Yeah. Where he doesn't have to, you know, be knockoff yeah. Doc Brown, Doc Beige in a Hallmark <laughs> movie. Sure. Yeah, it's got to be fun. I mean, I don't know how old Christopher Lloyd is. You could tell me any. He's age. been ninety for forty years. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you, you could tell me. You know, it's like because they aged him. They aged him old in um, eighty-eight. You know, in yeah. Back to the right. Future, they 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 literally no, tried to make him look right. old, old. Right. And so now he looks like he was supposed to look as Doc Brown. <laughs> sure. You know, because they made him like yeah. old age makeup and gray hair and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why he's yeah, looks so old. They actually okay. our 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 mind's eye view of him. He was de-aged already, so yeah, like, no. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, because he was—that means he was like fifty something. Yeah, or even late forties in Back to the Future. And you look right? at like you know Back to the Future wow. too, where they show like the the future oh. versions of people, and they show like yeah. the old Michael J. Fox at age like fifty. He looks so much better now than the, yeah. than the like. <laughs> he looks terrible as like the, what they said he was gonna look like. So he owes like that's Robert true. Zemeckis did not do him any favors. That's um, weird. That. Yeah, shocking. He he's done me no favors either, just by having to watch most of his movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll never he had forget to sit him through the Bay Polar Wolf. Express, yeah. and he was scarred, so that they were even. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Christopher Lloyd, man, probably somebody I haven't seen pop up in something decent in well over fifteen years, and he's busy writing Modern Family and stuff. You know, <laughs> that's always a great thing. It always is funny to picture him. He's on the. That guy did a lot of Frasier episodes too, so I always laugh. The other Christopher Lloyd, mm-hmm. I always laugh, and I was like, "Oh." I mean, I, I seriously though, I don't, I don't know when the last time was I even I saw him on screen. Right, I'm, I'm looking through his his uh, filmography. It was probably like that uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane movie, the the Western. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Ways to Die in the West. Where yeah. he's, just, he's just playing Doc Brown. You know, I mean, it's been yeah. forever since I've seen him in a an actual role in a movie. It's I don't know. It was it was fun. It was nice to see him. Doing something, and he, he and, clearly looked like he was having a blast too. So, yeah. All right, uh, let's get into this the the nitty gritty of this movie. I was freaking blown away by the opening sequence of this. Uh, the editing is was like you know Oscar level uh, editing in that montage of the just showing the mundane the mundane what. <laughs> What 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 word am I looking for? Mundaneness uh, of you know his life and going to work every day, coming home, you know, waking up, doing that kind of Groundhog Day aspect of things. And gosh, that that opening sequence was was incredible to set the to set the tone. You know exactly what this is. Exactly who this person is. Exactly what his life is like. Exactly what his family life is like. Exactly what his work work like. Work life is like. And gosh, I mean, you're 25 seconds into the movie. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. gosh, this mm-hmm. is freaking directing right here. Let's go. And you set the stage, and then you really 
start to get into some craziness with with the break in and and the train subway i don't know what you want to call it bus i think it's bus oh. I, my mind's eye i think i see subway because it reminds me of that scene in joker you know <laughs> where he gets like jumped on the subway yeah. <laughs> like that's what I, it feels like yeah like, it's, oh, set, totally. it's set up just like that um and so yeah that bus scene oh my god oh my gosh guys what are the better let's set go pieces? yeah <laughs> like what i was like why does nobody talk about this? Why does more people not talk about this movie? You know, that's that, that was what went through my mind there, Brian. What what about you? That was my favorite set piece of the. Of the I mean, it gets it gets crazier from there by, mm-hmm. by leaps and bounds. Um, and I, I've got like another moment or two that I think were were better, more enjoyable moments. But like the whole bit of that with him, uh, sort of unlocking that piece of his his brain and and his uh his personality and whatnot and the way that he escorts the bus driver off the bus and and then just kind of getting his his butt kicked and still just being like yep let's keep let's keep going i thought that was just i mean i love all i love all these movies i love the john wick movies i like pretty much every liam neeson movie that's ever been made i I, you know it's it's pretty I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to this kind of action movie. It's like, yeah, it's, I understand going in that it's going to be very, it's going to be stupid and over the top. And if you can just make it just enough to where my brain doesn't say, come on, you know, then I'm, 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 I'm going to be in. It's, it's not that difficult. And I'm also not that discerning on, on action as well. It's like, you know, this guy hitting that guy is is about the same in most movies to me so it it is it is what it is and i'm i'm fine with that but that was one of those those set pieces where you're just like heck yeah like some somebody's a genius for this like this is this is the r rated version of of the captain america in the elevator scene you know i mean this is a really right. fun great way to just be close quarters close quarters combat is 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 really fun especially good camera work there too yes it's not and it's not getting too too out of control yeah it wasn't too green grassy there's a few other places in the movie where i think just it kind of has to especially that that last sequence um you you, there's it's bigger it's a bigger set there's a lot more that you've got going on so it kind of has to be a little more stylized Mm -hmm. and move a little bit more the camera does and stuff but for for that set where they're literally on a bus like man what a cool contained concept that is and and done just really really well and that if you're not already in by that point um well you sure are now you know i mean that's just like that's a great intro to the action part of of this whole this whole movie you know what i love about this too and you know it, it it's funny it does remind me of John Wick in the, in the same way where John Wick's really the, what sets the whole movie off is like, touch my dog, you know? And then he just goes on this rampage, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way in this movie, yeah, they break into his house and yeah, he has a shady past or whatever, but it's like, uh, yeah, I can get through, I can get past you coming through, breaking through my windows and roughing me up or whatever, but you steal my daughter's bracelet? <laughs> what? Right. And then he goes into yeah. like tracking these people down. A ghost gets the FBI badge. He's like, "All right, that's the last straw." You freaking my my freaking uh, what's it? The friendship bracelet. She she made that at summer camp. <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah I love that, that that's what sets the movie forward. And it's like, right. that's all I need to, you need to buy in is like, this guy cares about his family. All right. <laughs> that's, that's the motivation. Let's go. Yeah. And I thought also like John Wick, I thought did a really good job of establishing before you knew, um, what, what his deal is and that he, you know, he used to work for CIA, FBI, right. et cetera, uh, as a, a bag man, essentially, before you knew that, like, I thought they did a really good job of, of setting it up of like, uh oh, stuff's about to happen. This guy's not what he seems, like that kind of thing. So where there was like just a, I mean, we're, we've all seen a million movies, so you know what's coming, but it, it was just enough of like kind of a mystery piece that I was like, yeah, I'm very excited to find out exactly what this guy's deal is because it's super interesting and fun. What was the scene for you, Brian, that maybe, stood out even over that bus scene because for me oh, that was the scene man. of the film the best the best i mean it's not really even a scene it's just a moment when and it's it's spoilery it's it's towards the end of the movie it sets up the the final set piece but when he goes into the club to com- to confront uh the russian guy hmm. whose name i don't it doesn't matter yulian um i mean generic russian gangster guy so it doesn't really matter that much but uh when he goes in to confront him and and sort of lays out the whole thing of like i i i broke in i tore everything down i burned your money all this sort of stuff and now we can walk away and forget it or we can keep we can keep doing this so yeah it's your choice and then he walks out when he goes and sits in the car (laughs) and crosses his fingers and then you see him smile. His, just his face lights up when that guy comes out of the club to chase him, and you're just yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, that was such a that to me." That's the best like Odenkirk moment moment yes. of the movie because he just is like, "He wants it." Yes, we get to do this, and then yeah. he cranks the the because uh, the set tape and everything. That was a yeah. plow punked, and I mean, it was. I was like, I was I was low. I was ready to go on that man. I thought that was such a fun fun way to lead you into this ridiculous home alone style uh uh final final set piece and and whatnot yeah absolutely man i i I thought that was that was fantastic another moment for me is where he's in like the back of the car the trunk and he like gets the fire extinguisher and (laughs) blows it off in the car and like the car crashes and all that that guy that was awesome too because some of the just the the pre-visualization and and stuff with David Leach and his team of, of producers. Uh, Ilya, I guess Ilya Nashuler, this is kind of his, I don't know, first. Or he did Hardcore Henry, Richard. We uh, remember that yeah. movie? Same director. Yep. Yep. That Same was director. a, gosh, I need to go back and watch that one because I think I would have a better respect for that one in 2021 than I did in 2015 because that one was nuts too. I, I forgot. That how was crazy nuts. That Very was. ambitious and was sort of, I don't know, my. It was kind of that one bombed, right? Because that got acquired for a lot of money or something like that, and didn't do that well. Yeah, they were anticipating on it because it was so innovative. But yeah, yeah. yep. And then yeah, the same writer, like you said, of of John Wick. So kind of a cool, cool marriage there. I mean, it's definitely a, a talented visual storyteller. This director, this Russian, uh, this Russian gentleman. Because gosh, uh, David David Leach might is probably the best uh, action director going right now. It has to be right. Man, you know, with it. Atomic I mean, Blonde and gosh, Hobbs and yeah. Shaw and John Wick. Deadpool, Deadpool too. too. The comedy aspect of that it always gets the yeah the forefront, and it and and deservedly so. But that's a I mean the the action stuff in that is is really really good as well. And and he's and got a he, movie called uh called Bullet Train with Brad Pitt cool. coming new coming. Well, I'm in. 
2022. Let's go. Don't let's, please don't. Let's do I it. don't want a trailer for that. Yes. No trailers. Just hey, just again. I've said this many times. Just put up a black screen and it says title of the movie is Bullet Train. It's Brad Pitt. It's Star, the guy no, in these movies. Listen to this cast. Listen to this cast. Yes, I'm interested. Give it to me now. Listen to this cast. Imagine this trailer. Imagine this trailer. From director David Leach. We, we're on a bullet train <laughs> in Japan. It's going super, super fast. Okay. All of a sudden, this train is being hijacked. <laughs> Starring Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Logan Lerman, <laughs> Lady Gaga, Michael Shannon, Zazie Beetz, Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Joey King, and Brad Pitt, Bullet Train. Also starring Bad Bunny. (laughs) Get off this train. That's the line. There you go. I mean, you don't have to sell me on this. I don't feel like any. You don't think you have to sell anybody on this. We're in. We are all. That's the real cast, by the way. I wasn't just saying names. I was not just saying. Oh, Bad Bunny. Logan Lerman was Bad Bunny. I forgot that guy's a guy. But yeah, like that sounds awesome. Just let's let's make that happen right now. That sounds incredible. All right, yeah, that that's going to be incredible to uh, to see what David Leach does uh, does next. But in terms of nobody and, and where it ends up, and, and and you know, towards the end of the film, and it comes down to you know, family, family first, and protect the family. Make sure it has a basement. Us. You know, we don't got friends. He's got family. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Yeah, like you said in this, or I wouldn't mind seeing MacGruber enter this universe. You, you know, know what? As they, we always yeah. say. They got to make a sequel to this, and if it's not called Somebody, I'm out. Well, we <laughs> called that last time, and we tried to say, now you don't. And then the third one's called Everybody, where he has yeah. like multiple people. It opens with that Backstreet Boys song <laughs> in the yeah. trailer. Guys, stop giving away the ideas. God, sorry, this isn't sorry. the VIP feed. Hey, I, I you know the movie The Meg? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know they're doing a sequel to that? Of course, yeah. Can't I thought of the name. Watch that, I thought yeah. of the name for the sequel. See, Megan, see if you guys are it. Yeah, Megan. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Isn't it's that dope? Meg again. Megan. But it's M E G A I N. That's how there it's you go. Megan. Big shock. Just over. <laughs> I I I can't wait. That sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Megan. Yeah, that was a fun one. The Meg was cool. Terrified me. I'm I like <laughs> can't handle shark stuff like at all. But man, it was a fun fun watch. Fun watch. That was miss that kind of movie, man. This, this this falls into that category too, like the blockbuster, eighty the, minutes, just the or fun. this is yeah, eighty minute movie. Of these movies we're out. Yeah. Year. Let's go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a it's a it's a summer blockbuster, a a summer blockbuster trend that needs to return the yep. the ninety minute or less fun yep. action movie. Action yeah. movies that, and comedies yep. should all be ninety minutes, like yeah, or less. It should be a uh, like. Should be a law. You should be executed if you break it. Too. <laughs> it should Judd revoke Apatow's your. Not allowed your to yeah, it's gonna look anymore. at, look at you, Apatow. Yeah, revoke your DGA certification. If you <laughs> yeah. yeah, they should. Yeah, it's like you know, if you want to go weighty drama or like world building sci fi, okay, I can sit for two two hours. But if I'm trying to laugh or just it's a shoot 'em up, let's go. Sure. Let's fill this theater as many times as we can today. I'm for it. Let's move on to grades, fellas. I really enjoyed Nobody. I texted you guys right after I watched it and was like, 
I think we need to do an episode. This was so good. I enjoyed this so much. And I, I hope you did as well. I'm going to give this like an A to an A plus, like very little. I disliked about this, about what, I mean, maybe you're right, Brian, maybe the, the uh, antagonist, little, little cliche, you know, the typical sure. Russian mobster kind of guy, the <laughs> black market. Nothing uh, wrong with that. You got, you got, yeah. a, got a bunch of goons like and yeah. you don't cross me. So yeah, that's fine. But that's all this movie needs. You, you want that kind of character in this. You want a yeah. dumb a dumb goon for him to kind of be uh, running from or something. So, yeah. 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 You can bring his brother into things in the next step, next one, you know, Mm -hmm. let's, let's, what if they cross these over John wick and nobody. Okay. Sounds great. They gotta (laughs) be on the same team though. I don't want to pick sides. Like, I mean, they can be adversaries at the beginning, but they gotta, that has to happen. I can't believe I just now thought that just now crossed my mind. That has to happen. Yeah. So you said what? A, A plus. I give it an A. Between an A and an A plus, an A, okay. A plus minus. Okay, A plus for me. This is a perfect movie, man. Like this is yeah. like yeah. there's. I have not one complaint with this. He's he, it fires freaking rebar out of a cannon at people yes. in his shop. Yes. Like that's. Yes. I mean, I my only complaint about this is that I couldn't see it in a theater because this you know the the time of we're still in that place where most theaters around me it's like if they're open they're showing each movie you know, twice a day, you know, you can't really, right. I just haven't had time to do it. So I had to watch it at home, but it's, it's so much fun. Christopher Lloyd ruled Odenkirk rules. The, the, the bits that they pull off in this, I also too, like, this is more of a me thing than, than anyone else. I thought they, this is like maybe my favorite use of hyper violence yet. Like, because it's, it's, yeah, incredibly effective in like the holy cow. again he literally launches a like a rebar cannon at, at people there's a there's a scene where somebody has like a, a a shotgun slug explode right at their face and all this sort of stuff but it cuts away so quickly that you're never like oh geez like it's getting gory and like i don't like gore i don't like tons of blood so this again this is a me thing not everyone else whatever maybe somebody else is like i, I want that but i i I sometimes kind of shy away on the hyper violent stuff because it just kind of gets like over the top. I thought the violence was perfect and the and the blood was was sort of uh, was appropriate. Was really well done. So, man, I I freaking loved this. This was this was such a fun time uh, watching movies. So this is probably my number one of the year. I mean, like it's it's just such a such a good time. So a plus for me. What about you, Richard? Yeah, definitely my number one of the year. Um, these are. You know, if I've talked about sort of my uh, not even guilty pleasure, just my pleasure, sure. these kind of, you know, yeah, Liam the amount Neeson of of, Neis- of Liam Neeson movies you've requested me to uh, find for you is not alarming, <laughs> yeah. but I understand it's what it I now. do. It's what I do. These 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 movies relax me. They're sort of my. Junk What's the food. one where he's on the the airplane? Oh, uh, nonstop. Yeah, no. You're, yeah, is it not? Um, yeah, it's I nonstop. It nonstop. Yep, you're right. Yeah. That one's great, right? Did you watch that one yet? No, no. That's just uh, one that came to mind of one you requested. You're like, can you get the one where solid. he's like on the airplane and like super pissed yeah. off yeah. on the plane? I'm like, you got to yeah, really watch it. I'll find next, it. Get it downloaded next time you have a flight for true. <laughs> I've done that one on a plane. It's pretty solid. I actually was on a plane this last week and looked for a movie involving airplanes because I wanted to do that and I couldn't find one on the on the queue of yeah. things. Like, wow, they've they've like purged all the flight yeah. flight yeah. trauma related purpose, movies man. from this yeah. thing. Yeah. That's yeah. unusual. Yeah. Usually they're like, All right, no, we're gonna be in Chicago in three hours and enjoy the movie Castaway. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Enjoy flight with Denzel Washington. Yeah. 
Especially the first few minutes. Enjoy Sully. <laughs> All right. No one else. Yeah, that one's great because Julianne Moore is randomly in it. But anyway, my grade on this one would be, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go A plus two. Screw it. Because, you know, this is my kind You're of stuff. You're making me feel bad, guys. All right. A plus. There right, you go. We guilted go. you Peer up. Peer pressure. Did. Hopefully we get a well, sequel. I mean, it's, it's, about it's it, hard it, to tell them what the box the office of this. So it is. It yeah. Is as well. So. Yeah, it'll definitely. I'd be if it's not in my top ten by the end of this year, I'd be shocked and I'd be thrilled because that means it's an awesome year. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. What a what a blast! And I'll watch this 150 more times. So will I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, this has to get a sequel. This has to. Yeah, that's what I was saying. On. But it's hard it to has tell. To cost like ten million to make. Sixteen yeah. million. It yeah. only costs sixteen. Sixteen. Million. There yeah. you go. So. Yes. It's just hard to tell what it really made, right? Um, Netflix just just gave uh, Odenkirk four hundred and thirty million dollars to make two more of these. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good for him. Quality. Quality. <laughs> yeah. Good. good for him. Good man. Look at you. Get that money. Yeah. Bob, the amount of money it. he's gonna make in syndication off Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Be Saul was so good last year too. It got up to that. Still, it was always still great. Pe- it's still peaking. But don't they have yeah, one more season just or two? Yeah, I think this next one's the last, or if not second peak. to last. But yeah, I think so. I I but man, that last season was was Breaking Bad. A Jace. Yeah. yeah, they got I, to the level. A Jace. Is it is it a hot take to say I think I I like think Breaking Bad might be is. I think uh, Better Call Saul might be better than Breaking Bad. Well, I don't. Th- I well, I think I think it's two things, Brian. Um, one, it, you know, they they not two things. One thing really is that they have the the benefit of hindsight of yeah, we've done this before. How sure. can we do it better? Um, so maybe that's it. I, I thought still that show feel Breaking like, Bad got going faster. Saul was a little those okay, early seasons. It's still the one of the best shows on TV. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but this last season, the first one, where I was like that just equaled or surpassed a lot of seasons of Breaking Bad. But I don't think they got there till last year personally. But you yeah. you you I just I did such a quick turnaround on that. When they announced that that show, I was like, man, I love Odenkirk. I love Saul Goodman. I love Vince Gilligan. Like, but I kind of wanted them all to go do their something else. Like it just felt like the 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 hanger on thing of like, man, this was such a good time. So let's get the old band back together. And it just that so rarely works out. But Until Three episodes, I was like, no, this rules. Like, I'm yeah. super duper into this. This is a really, really good show. Pretty, pretty quick, man. So I, I can't wait for that, that next season. I'm, I'm very nervous for, for Kim. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to do a rewatch on that before that, that season actually. Same. Comes out. Yeah. I plan on it. I plan on doing it, um, right before the next season comes out again and just going straight into it. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I want to be like on week by week, like Twitter sure. when that, that's going on. Yeah. Uh, which that's I what done. I did with Breaking Bad. I hadn't, yeah. I'd watched the first season of Breaking Bad and then fell off of it. So I watched everything. I finished the, whatever season it was of, of Breaking Bad right when the final half season started. So I, I got to watch that week to week for the last, like whatever, you know, seven weeks that it, that it was and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I, until- I, need to do, I need to do that with Breaking Bad. Uh, it's better call Saul. I need to get back on that. Until Saul Goodman tries to pull off a chemical train heist, I don't know if it'll be Breaking Bad. <laughs> that for was me. pretty great. That to me, that that's the great. best episode of TV I've seen in maybe ever. Good stuff. Right? So really good. so good. Uh, all right, guys, let's move on and let's hit a quick weekly recommend before we get out. Weekly recommends. Uh, Brian Gill, you want to kick us off? There's a uh, new documentary series on HBO Max called uh, Generation Hustle. You guys seen this? You all heard of this? Heard of it. Haven't seen it. Okay. 
each uh, each episode is a it's a, you know it's a short it's forty five minutes an hour on some kind of a scam. You know we like I like scams. I like mm-hmm. uh, I like a con or or uh, yeah you, yeah this podcast you is the living. best one yeah. we've ever come up with. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm talking about it too much, but yeah, yeah, I've, I'm I'm a bit of a grifter, if you will. Uh, yeah, like each episode, one there's an episode on WeWork. Um, so if you don't have time to watch the whole documentary on Hulu, you can get kind of the the Cliff Notes version in this. Uh, there's an episode. The first episode is about this uh, woman who I remember reading the story in I think Hollywood Reporter a few years ago about the. I think her what was her name the the con queen of Hollywood. She just had this uh, this running bit where of of conning creatives into coming to uh, like going to Indonesia and doing yeah doing work. And she just like slowly was just bilking them out of like a you know a few hundred bucks a day. But she was doing this to, to hundreds of people and stuff. Um, there's one on guy who just like had a lot of different lives and things like that. There's an Instagram scam guy that's on there. I think that's, I think it's eight episodes, maybe 10. Every episode is, is a different, different scam and they're all recent, you know, so it's, you know, all, a, it's all pretty, um, uh, pretty recent stuff. A wormhole I've fallen into is the phone scam YouTube. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah wormhole. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. Yeah. That, that reply the, all did a really great back. Mark Rober did a video where he, uh, he shipped out. Glitter bombs to phone scammers. Yeah, it's yeah. the best YouTube video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm not joking. It's fun stuff. It's, it's really incredible. Fun. Yeah, but yeah, y'all should check this out. I, I think each episode again, it's like 45 minutes now. It's really well produced. I mean, maybe even overproduced a little bit, but uh, they're fun episodes. And if you like scam stuff or con artists, obviously, who doesn't? I mean, it's it's they're really easy easy to watch. I've watched about half of them, and it's. Uh, it's like somewhere between locked in viewing and background viewing, so it's kind of kind of a good a good spot to uh, to be in. Yeah, check it out. Generation Hustle on uh, HBO Max. HBO Max is is uh, kind of popping, man. Some of the yeah. original series. They just got mm-hmm. this uh, show called The Two Thousands that I just oh, yeah. uh, I just got, and I'm so excited to dive into. I was I've been looking for like I love the '90s and <laughs> I love the '80s. Like I love a, a historical retrospective show. And the History Channel has really dropped the ball in the past basically 20 years for doing that type of content. But so if there's any good, I don't Spot know, history. aren't going to show off themselves, bro. <laughs> history documentaries and stuff. Uh, they, they did one called the, uh, the Guide to the Presidents that was really good a couple of years ago um, that I liked. But there's, yeah, there's not a lot of ones like that that kind of recap, you know, big moments throughout history and. And stuff like that. Are you guys excited about the one CNN's doing? The story of late night, though, uh, started this week. Just their oh, big late, their big late night uh, documentary series. Yeah, I need to watch that. I haven't. Nice. I, I've seen it's coming out, but I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I think haven't the first it. episode dropped uh, yesterday, um, and it's sure. going to be like the next four weeks or something. Uh, but very excited yeah, about that. Love sure the movie series that they did a couple mm. couple years yeah. ago. Great, great recommend, Brian. I'm I'm excited to, to dive into that one. I, I'll have to look into it. I'm I'm a I'm a big sucker for that that type of stuff. Oh, so yeah. can't wait. Yeah. I'm gonna recommend uh, along those same lines, Brian, a documentary, uh, I guess you could call it a series as well. Um my wife had uh never really uh or us together, I guess, since we had started dating, gotten married, had never watched the uh uh OJ Made in America series oh nice mm. and uh she just she had listened to a podcast uh you're wrong about did a podcast series on uh on uh, nicole brown and oj 
And so she had listened to that. So we were talking about it and I was like, you know, we should, we should watch that because she, and she also recently watched the, um, the FX series as well. So she kind of had a renewed interest in the, in the subject. I was like, we really need to watch it. Cause there was some stuff I was trying to, we were trying to talk about. I was like, we should just watch the doc. So we did. Dude, it's the best documentary ever. <laughs> it's unbelievable how good it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm only What's on part we're doing four next? now. A, what? I'm trying to figure out. I wonder what. I mean, I understand why he needs time off, but I'm I'm interested what Ezra Edelman will do next. Mm-hmm. Ezra Edelman, yeah. I I mean, he took yeah like five years to make yeah. Made in America. Um, I'm excited. I would love for him to do a Mike Tyson one. I think that would be. Oh, apparently he's doing that's a Roberto amazing. Clemente biopic. Ooh, is what that's cool. which I love Roberto Clemente, cool. so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I know I like these long form uh, sports docs. You know, the Last Dance was great. I think there's a Tom Brady one coming out this year. Uh, so at some point, with um, you know, and obviously <laughs> they lucked out with him winning another championship <laughs> this this past year, and mm-hmm. th- that's going to be a whole another episode in the. Uh, in the series, I'm sure, but I mean, I'm on what about epi- the kissing. Is there? An, is there? Will it be a kissing episode? Brady, yeah, <laughs> with Giselle, yeah. There's a whole, Whoa. there's a whole episode on that. Richard. Okay, cool. Just making yeah. sure. He's a big <laughs> fan of the lip kiss on his on his kids yeah. when they're a little too old for it. But that's Kent and I still kiss on the lips. So yeah. mm-hmm. who are we to judge? We're family. I've never, so cool. never met up with either of you without just getting a full kiss on the lips. So it was off putting at first. Spent a little more, I've, a little too much to time in Europe yeah. in my touring days, guys. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, um, I, I always have I'll, to warn Lindsay whenever, hey, just a reminder, both these guys, a lot of kissing when you come in. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No worries. No worries. So the OJ series is, uh, is, uh, I guess five parts. Um, and I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's two hours each for each part. And I'm on part four with the actual nice. trial and, and, um, nice. you know, the glove and all that. I mean, yeah, this is the best documentary of all time, really, when it comes down to it, won the Oscar and, and all that. And I, I'm, I'm just completely blown away because it just, it just touches on so much about America, you know, um, yeah. the media, the, the sports stuff, you know, the, um, the court system, you know, racial injustice. So, so many, uh, you know, police, I guess, corruption. There's so much going on here and the way they go about it in this is just perfectly assembled and, um, it's incredible. So if you've never seen it came out about five years ago, OJ made in America, I think you can watch it on, um, the ESPN app. If you have that, I think they, uh, have all their, mm-hmm. all their series on there. So, so check it out. Well worth your time, but viewer discretion advised because yeah. there's some very brutal, yeah. uh, brutal stuff in there. They, let's just say they say, leave nothing. They leave nothing on the uh, on the table. Right, what they include, right. they, they put everything in there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I think maybe. I mean, that's just an incredibly well put together documentary on on every level. One of the real strokes of genius, I think, with that is. I can't remember how many parts it is. Is it, is it eight parts? Is it six parts? I don't. I don't remember. It's five. Okay, five that are two it, hours each. So it's yeah, it's, they, they it's spend ten hours. A solid three to four of the parts, like not uh, not picking a side, you know. And that's what a documentary is supposed to do. You're not supposed to pick a side. You're supposed to just you know turn the camera on and and show. I, I you know 
kudos to that. But they do a fantastic job. That, that movie does a fantastic job of kind of laying the groundwork for it. You're gonna let you, kind of let you make your own decision on what what's going on here, and then it comes in real hard in like that fourth episode where it's like, hey, um, this yeah. may change your opinion, and it's not we're taking a side, but like, holy crap! Like, I mean, I was. 12 11 12 when that when that whole thing happened i followed that constantly just because you didn't really have a choice you know i mean it freaking interrupted the nba finals that year and stuff i mean it's just, it was crazy but even still there was a ton of stuff that i was like oh whoa that's way that's a lot more than i knew had happened. the the scene and with ron like ship, a lot of people were in that boat with ron ship the cop who is friends with nicole him talking about seeing the photos of the murder yes yeah. heartbreaking Mm-hmm. I mean, just absolutely, you can't, I mean, you can't write that stuff, you know, it's just, it's worth your, it's worth a watch. I think everyone needs to see it who kind of lived through that um, mm-hmm. and oh, remembers definitely. it. So I, I love these types of docs and I, I, I was curious too, Richard, as I was watching this, I was like, what's the next big one that's going to kind of have this kind of impact on, on the country and can tell a story that's kind of this overarching, you know, um, there's not a lot. I mean, it was such, like, you're right, Brian. It was the biggest story ever at the time, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's been a bigger story since, to be quite honest with you. Maybe, uh, you know, non, non politics, uh, politics aside, there hasn't been a better, bigger story, probably is what yeah. I should say. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Maybe Lena Dunham's rise to power. That'd probably, that's a good one. Fall from grace. <laughs> that's what I like to call it. Um, all right. What's your recommend, Richard? Yeah, mine's a quick one. It's uh, American Treasure. I don't know if I told you guys this. American Treasure, uh, Yo-Yo Ma, has a has a uh, Audible original hour and a half little book about. Uh, it's called Beginner's Mind. It's a really those cool are called uh, albums, Richard. Yeah, I have to break that to you. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool little <laughs> kind of short book about kind of how to open your mind up. You know, to always look at things as a beginner, and it's just a really cool intro into. It's just a really nice sort of meditation on on being creative. Um, whether that's through music or, or work or whatever your thing is. It's a really kind of cool, quick, I wouldn't even say self-help book, but just kind of a nice reflective uh, piece of writing. And he has such a big human heart that it really is kind of a moving little piece for something so so small. So I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And he's an American treasure. So we recommend American Treasure's work around here. But I, I love Yo-Yo Ma. I think he's a really funny, uh, interesting guy who's, who's obviously you know a genius in his chosen craft. And uh, yeah, so that's my uh, beginner's mind. By Yo-Yo Ma. Thanks. Yo-Yo Ma? Who is Yo-Yo Ma? He's a cellist. I love that. <laughs> I always think of, yeah. every time I hear his name, I think of Kramer screaming yep. Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I love love that. And I put on his music quite often when I'm uh, studying or playing chess or something. It's, it's very soothing. Love, love, love the guy. Not often you can become a famous cellist. So Yeah, got to be pretty good. Got to be good. Pretty competitive out there, as I've learned from experience. Lost a lot of years trying to be a cellist and never worked out. Well, thank you for listening. If you want more from us, we've got our VIP club, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We're diving into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier over there this week. If you've watched that series, if you want to hear some Marvel talk, maybe some Office talk with, uh, with season three of The Office, check that out. And you also get that Discord access as well that we talked about little bit earlier it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash vip that's that's basically the best way to help support the show make sure the show keeps on going you know without donating or anything like that 
It's a way to do it with, uh, you know, you get something back. You get that whole backlog of episodes that we have. We've, we did, um, I don't know, what, what show did we do last year? It was Seinfeld. Um, last year, we did our retrospective, and then the Harry Potter retrospective is on that backlog as well. If you want the, the Harry Potter episodes that um, are not on the main feed, if you've noticed that. So, so check that out. And if you've never listened to our Snyder Cut talk, that's still on the VIP. It's still there. So um, a lot of people have been emailing, asking about, about that. Um, that that's included. That's a, that's a, that's probably the biggest bonus you get is here. What I and us really thought of the Snyder cut. So check that out. And, and thank you all for listening. Thanks for uh, subscribing and check us out on Twitter at mad about movies as well. Till next time. See you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling tough salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya yeah, yeah. salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.